0: I'm totally surprised that you're here. What is today even? I'm just here waiting for the answer to my Valentine's Day card. I had no idea you would be here on this Monday. I just want to know, are you going to be my Valentine? That's the most important thing to me. And so I have this card here and I was waiting for your answer. Is it yes or is it no? Because you guys know that I do have my maternity NCLEX review coming up February 15th. So I just have to know are we going to do this thing or not? But while you think about it, today is Monday. So we're going to talk about how to pass NCLEX. We got eating disorders on the docket for today, plus Monday motivation across the nation. Welcome everybody. If it's your first time joining me, my name is Regina Kalyan, MSNRN. RN. I'm the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet, period. And we're gonna talk about eating disorders. Eating disorders that we're gonna mention today are already in your quick facts for NCLEX. The little book that I wrote, This Changing Lives, So if you have this book, then a lot of the things that we go over today in class will be familiar to you. If you don't have this book and you're not sure who I am, we're about to do class, it starts now. So again, my free maternity review, it is going to be brought to you by Inclex V2, which is my Inclex program. I am doing the sale on that program Deal. I want you in there. I want you in that course. It's just eighty nine dollars. Think of it as an investment. You get the content, my lectures, plus a question bank for two months access. So that's like forty dollars a month. Literally the lowest price on the planet right now. I'm not playing for the, the the wealth of things that you get. And so when when I do the information from the Love Your Content. I am already going to assume that the things in V2 for pregnancy, you already know. I'm going to play a bit of V2 lectures, but I don't think they're going to come from the pregnancy section. So the clinical simulation that we're going to do from the workbook uh, is going to be based off of the V2 concept. And it's going to be a very fast moving simulation. We're not going to I'm not going to keep you long February 15th, but I do want to challenge you. So for our patient, I showed her last week. We have two patients, actually. The first patient is this young woman. So we will be caring for her. And again, the scenario is gonna move very fast paced in terms of what um, what nursing interventions you are expected to do and know. And then my patient for the next day, oh, do I have her in here? All right, I may not have her. We'll see. I don't know, all right, I don't have, my workbook doesn't, my workbook is not having what I need to have right now. But it's the the second patient, you probably have it in yours, I'm just missing a page. Um, So she is a postpartum client that we will be taking care of. Another feature of the workbook that I wanna highlight is this page right here, which is the grief form. And it's for those of you who have taken and failed NCLEX. If you haven't failed NCLEX, you don't have to worry about filling it out. But if you have failed NCLEX for any reason, take some time and and figure out the process of grieving and where you are. Are you, uh, you know, ready to get into it and study again? Or are you self-sabotaging in any way? Those are really important questions for you to ask yourself. So that is happening this week. The workbook is already out. You need to print it before class starts. If you need to sign up for it, this free class, it is remarnurse.com forward slash love. And I'd appreciate while you are taking time to look over this information, if you would subscribe to my YouTube channel, trying to get to 300,000 subscribers and I can do that if everybody who watches subscribes and um, I may do a big, big NCLEX thing if I can get there. All right, so let's get into eating disorders right now. Eating disorders are defined by a chronic disturbance in eating that interferes with one's health or psychosocial functioning. And so women make up the way majority of all eating disorders. And there are several types of eating disorders. There's, uh, And you should know these terms, anorexia nervosa, binge eating disorder, bulimia nervosa, and pica, pica, all right? When you talk about the person or what is common in eating disorders, particularly with anorexia and bulimia nervosa, which we are going to be spending a little bit of time on is that these patients usually come with having a mood disorder. Excuse me. So common in patients with depression and or obsessive compulsive disorder being as well very common. If you think about it, the anorexic and the bulimic client are both going to be characterized by having a, a sense of perfectionism. An obsessive compulsiveness where, you know, every little thing that they choose to eat or not choose to eat is analyzed. They are going to have a harm avoidance and low self-directedness. They also will have low cooperativeness. All right. Cooperativeness. I missed the syllable there. But that means they're not going to really want to work with you. They have their own sense of how things need to be done. And so the treatment for them, the treatment for them can be long standing It's a long, uh, a long therapeutic process to return to a sense of normalcy. And those who are working with them have to be extremely what they have to be extremely patient. Let's look at anorexia nervosa. Again, this eating disorder, the The patient is so afraid of gaining weight that they reduce their life experience to starvation. All right. They have this drive and desire to be thin and it gets to a point where there is not only a desire to be thin, but there is a a disturbance in how they view their body. Now, this is a condition that affects mostly women. And I don't know, maybe you guys can, why are we as women so obsessed with our weight? Why is it a thing for us that, you know, every time we look in the mirror, we are criticizing, Or we only see our flaws. What is that about? What is that about? Because if you are like that, or if you have days where you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm never wearing shorts again. Oh, like, no, uh, ma'am, I cannot, you know. I cannot be comfortable or, or, you know, like if you have those moments, then this patient here, the patient with anorexia nervosa, you can be compassionate to. You can relate to this, this person on a, a really different level. And I think as nurses, our challenge in nursing is not to judge people for where they're struggling, but try to find, you know, ways to empathize with them maybe based off a of shared experience. So we look at the we look at the patient with anorexia nervosa and we ourselves are not that far. You know how you just like you're just one step away from being in a very bad place. Most women I think can relate to this idea that, you know, they wish they could change things about their body. The difference between those who wish they can change things about their body, the person with anorexia nervosa is actually doing it. And they're doing it to the top level of execution where they're like, I'm changing this body and I'm so serious about it that nobody's eating around here, right? So when you have a person who is inducing starvation, right? Then you know that there's a psychological component because not only is, food healthy, but eating food is typically enjoyable. So other uh, symptoms that are related to the starvation are going to be uh, amenorrhea, are going to be constipation. This, this particular client, because they are so thin, they're going to be overly sensitive to cold, lanugo hair on the body. There's going to be a loss of body fat, muscle wasting, muscle atrophy, and cardiac symptoms are going to occur so bradycardia, arrhythmia and electrolyte imbalances that's anorexia nervosa bulimia nervosa i like to study these two together i i don't really see a need to separate them Bu- patients with bulimia nervosa also have an eating disorder right except for they are not into starvation They will eat, but they don't want the calories associated with the binging process. So there's a cycle between binging and purging. So we know that when we talk about a patient binging, it is a patient eating all types of foods in a very short window of time. So uh, the first time I had learned about bulimia nervosa, it really, uh, I mean, it really it's really shocked me. Anorexia nervosa, I I understood. I got it. But bulimia nervosa, it didn't make sense to me as a student nurse, as a student nurse, right? Because when you have bulimia nervosa, you you have mu- much food, right? Many different foods. A person will eat a pizza and then they'll have a whole sub and then they'll eat a whole box of Oreo cookies and They'll drink two liters of soda. This is an uncontrollable eating fest, right? And the idea is that you get the enjoyment of the food, but you don't retain the, the consequences of being out of control. It's almost like you wanting to avoid the punishment of doing something wrong right so you know that you're doing you know that it's wrong patients with bulimia they know they have an eating disorder like they know that what they're doing is inappropriate it's uh socially unacceptable right but they have a compulsion to carry out this ritual all right and so the ritual is that after they binge on all those calories they think in their mind, I have to purge this, um, you know, this mass of food out of my body. And there's a misconception that the purging is always vomiting and that's not always the case. So what, what do you guys know? What are some other ways that that purging takes place? It's not always vomiting. But as you put things on the screen, let me let me read this to you. So characteristics characterized by loss of control during binge eating frequently followed by purging. And so clients with bulimia are aware that their eating behavior is pathologic. They have a near normal weight with a high risk of weight loss. So these patients, they don't look like, you know, they don't look like the patients with anorexia nervosa. They actually can look like a normal, healthy person on the outside. But because of the the purging, because of the purging, the patients show signs that young women should not should not have and the thing about bulimia nervosa is that there is this um there is this importance to hide it the person knows the patient knows that what they're doing is not right but they don't they they're not bold to just put it out there they go to great lengths to hide their behavior their weight is normal okay they don't look like they're starving themselves they have a normal weight um, so when patients with bulimia, when they are binging, they tend to do this in secret. All right. So what you'll find is they'll have uh, food stored in their cars, in their desks, in their closets. They, uh, you know, if they go to a restaurant, they have to go to several different fast food places because they're ordering normal amounts of food at each place. They're, so they're not, you know, ordering large sums of food from one place. They're going to Chick-fil-A and then they go to McDonald's and then they go to Panera Bread, you know, and then so they're just these patterns are trying to hide the the outward evidence that something's wrong on the inside. Right. So what happens is the physical symptoms that start to develop, demonstrate what the issue is. So patients will have enlarged uh, parotid glands. I think one of the most um the most common things that i read about in research is the teeth problems that patients who are vomiting every day or, or several times a day they start to have dental erosion dental caries esophagitis because when you vomit what are you what's in the stomach that's so corrosive all right they you're not really supposed to come in contact with like it's the, it's the acid in the stomach. The liquids in the stomach are highly acidic because their job is to what? Is to decompose food. The, the liquids in the stomach, the acid, it decomposes the lettuce that you eat from salads. But it'll also decompose steak, right? It'll also decompose pork chops and ribs and, eggs and everything so imagine how strong this acid is and then think about where it's supposed to be contained in your little stomach but when you are vomiting and inducing vomit it comes up into the soft mucus lining here right and then it comes and it interacts with your teeth which breaks down the enamel of the teeth as it's in the mouth right and so constantly having exposure to acid, anything is going to start to wear and tear and break down um, in a very unnatural and very fast pace. So the dentist is going to be like, dang, girl, you got 15 cavities. Okay. What is going on? All right. And so these are signs. Electrolyte imbalance, fluid retention. Okay bradycardia orthostatic blood pressure changes okay these are just some of the symptoms the main ones are in quick facts though for sure and so when we look at the disorder you have of course biological you know factors developmental Family structure is very, very um, much an influence in how these young women are behaving and then social cultural. So let's look at this chart with anorexia nervosa and bulimia. Biologically, you have a a patient who has in the past experienced um, teasing, taunting. They have been obese at some time and they have found it to be a negative experience. Um, and so they have compensated with the, the pain of being obese by learning to diet or they have been encouraged or a family member has said, you know, said something to them and they have begun dieting at an early age. And finding some bit of success, they they take it to the extreme. So developmentally, when we talk about anorexia nervosa, um, autonomy issues. So when you talk about autonomy, that's the patient making decisions for themselves. And with the patient with anorexia nervosa, remember they typically come from a place where uh, things are, everything is decided for them. Their family is, is usually very overbearing. They are, you know, they're not emotionally connected to that patient. And it is sometimes an awards based or an achievement based situation. So the person only feels like they can control what they eat. And so this is developing their identity. Like my parents may be able to tell me where I go to school, what I wear, when I go to bed, but nobody can make me eat. I'm the one that is determining whether I'm eating or not. And I'm not eating. Right, and so that person feels a sense of control because they take their power back in a negative way. Of course, a dissatisfaction with the body image. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the bulimia nervosa patient because this patient also has the self perception of being overweight, even though they're not. They, they think that they're fat and unattractive and desirable. And like I said, on the outside, the patients with bulimia nervosa, they look healthy. They look normal. They are beautiful young ladies, but on the inside, they cannot get past their uh, perceived negative areas, their thighs, their hips, right? They, they, they cannot love themselves enough to enjoy a healthy relationship with food. The familial structure is a chaotic family with loose boundaries. Parental maltreatment may be involved, including possible physical or sexual abuse. But culturally, women grow up and they are uh, they are presented with the idea that thin is beautiful. That when you are thin, you have more happiness. You have more. Access to fun and, and and men will find you more attractive if you are thin. And and so there is a preoccupation with young women in culture to have a certain weight or obtain a certain weight. So that's that's something that is experienced in both of these patients. Right. And again, weight related teasing is never fun. Never fun. So our nursing care plan for these patients is improve nutritional status. And y'all get ready for the questions because I think that the NCLEX questions, even though we're talking about this very clearly, it's a simple concept. The NCLEX questions for these two subjects can be really challenging. So we're about to get into some of them. So we're going to improve the nutritional status, psychological and physical care. The treatment will include either medication or therapy medication or therapy our nursing actions and i'll get more into it because you guys are probably like well what medication could we give um our of course new nutritional so we want a high protein carbohydrate diet high protein high carbohydrates when do we ever see when do we ever see a high carb diet literally like never never do we see high carb diet Mm patients high protein high carbohydrate amino acids also improving nutritional status we we would love for the patient especially with uh anorexia to tell us what foods do they actually like to eat like if you could eat what would you like to eat because then we can incorporate that if if the patient is not eating these are the patients that a nasal gastric tube would be appropriate for because they need to have nutrition. In an interdisciplinary team, you're gonna need a dietitian on for this patient. Also the patient with bulimia nervosa too, these things are not uh, excluded from them. Psychological and physical care, we need to evaluate the patient. If they're in treatment, then they are not usually going to be able to feel the same sense of control. So this may cause their depression to become worse if they know people will be watching or asking them about eating. Helping to establish nutritional eating patterns, helping the patient to identify emotions and non-related food coping strategies, helping the patient to deal with body images, uh, referring the patient to a psychologist and also probably getting some family therapy. The medications that we can give as far as treatment are going to be antidepressants because remember we said depression could be an issue with these patients. So the SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, focusing on behavioral therapy. And this is to implement individualized behavior you know, therapy with the patient, establishing a connection with them that is going to, the behavior is going to be where the patient gains weight, right? And sometimes with behavioral therapy, it, it can be challenging because the idea is that if a behavior is not met or modified, then that patient can lose a privilege, right? That they would normally have. So this is a, especially with anorexia nervosa, we're talking inpatient treatment. So behavioral therapy can be challenging, but it does, it is recommended to work. Insight-oriented therapy, essentially we're looking for the client's insight on their body perceptions, their misconceptions about their self-worth, and where their power comes from. Family therapy is just what it sounds like, dealing with the family as a, a unit. Recreational therapy can be used to promote um, appropriate levels of activity. I did see some of uh, the comments where it's like, you can exercise too much as a sense of bulimia nervosa. They, the diarrhea from the laxatives is a way to purge. Exercise is a way to purge saunas, trying to dehydrate yourself, is a way to purge. Uh, All right, let me go back here. Here's our NCLEX questions. It's Valentine's Day. I'm giving you guys a treat today. I'm gonna give you all five questions. I want you to try to go for three out of five, because I think two of these questions might be challenging. So if you get a three out of five, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Let's get into it. First question is this. Let me get there. The nurse is assessing a client with suspected anorexia nervosa. Which of the following findings should the nurse expect? Okay. Number one, body mass index, BMI, is 19.54. Two, age of onset, 35 years old. Three, having heavy bleeding during menses. Or four, intense fear of gaining weight despite being under a normal range. Probably get it down to two. Is it the body mass index, 19.5, folk, or intense fear of gaining weight despite being under a normal range? If you had those two, if you had those two, which one would you go with? We're talking about, which one is a suspected anorexia nervosa? Hmm. See the comments on the screen. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, check it out. You need these alerts when I go live because I'm popping up all the time. All right. Correct answer is four. It is the intense, yes, it's the intense fear of gaining weight despite being under a normal range. So for anorexia nervosa, the patient is underweight with a body mass index of less than 18. Okay. And another sign would be amenorrhea or absence of menses. And the age of onset for these patients is between 14 and 18 years old. And it's a fear of being fat despite weighing way below normal. Next question. A nurse is assessing a client with a suspected eating disorder. The client is known to eat a lot in private and is taking laxatives every night and diuretics twice a day. The client is having binge eating. Two, bulimia nervosa. Three, pica. Or four, orthorexia nervosa. Mm. All right. This one, you should know rapid answers on the screen. It's almost Valentine's Day. I really love you guys. This class was super fun. Correct answer is? Bulimia nervosa, and we know just by the definition that bulimia nervosa is character, characterized by loss of control during binge eating. Frequently, it is followed by a purging that is done by vomiting, laxatives, or diuretics. And again, clients with bulimia, you need to know they know that their behavior is inappropriate, and they know the way they compensate is inappropriate, too. Okay. When preparing a care plan for an inpatient client with anorexia nervosa, which outcome should the nurse prioritize? Is it number one, maintain normal menses Two, having a normal weight? Three, consumes adequate calories or four, being satisfied with body image. Uh, This is why I love NCLEX. Let me read it again. In preparing a care plan for an inpatient client with anorexia nervosa, which outcome should the nurse prioritize? Number one, maintain normal menses. Two, having a normal weight. Three, consumes adequate calories. Four, being satisfied with body image. I told you they were going to get challenging. I told you that they were. So I warmed you guys up, and now you can critically think. The answer here is very, very much rooted in, oh, man, rooted in so many things. Psych, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a good prioritization question just in general. I really like it. The correct answer is. Number three, consuming adequate calories. None of those other things are more important than this. Getting the patient to have an improvement in their caloric intake for anorexia nervosa, that's the highest priority in order for them not to avoid further complications. You know, having a normal period, that's going to take time. Body image perception is psychosocial and so that is not going to be the priority. Let me just go back and make sure we understand it. Having a normal weight, focusing on a weight, telling that patient, "Patient, I need you to get up to 100 pounds, I need you to be 100 pounds, that is going to really make that patient's anxiety about the number worse, even though it's a good, even though yes, we want them to have a healthy weight i start from a nutritional level and not a numbers level these these girls they already are going to be obsessed if they 89 pounds and you tell them i need you to get to 100 pounds that's going to be like climbing mount everest like you want me to gain weight can't do that you gotta start with the nutrition so i hope that makes sense for you too we talk about maslow's hierarchy of needs the calories are going to be the most important thing here okay Let's go on. In educating the client's family with bulimia nervosa, which recommendation must the nurse emphasize? Talking to the family now. Bulimia nervosa. Number one, separate client's meals and feeding times. Two, monitor client at least one hour after eating. Three, Always serve client with food high in nutritional value. Four keep the clients from sharing one's thoughts on his or her therapy session. When teaching the family, what needs to be what needs to be said about the client with bulimia nervosa? What should we think about in terms of how we care for this patient? Correct answer is. Two, because remember, we don't have a problem. They're going to eat, but it's what they do after. And so by them having monitoring for one hour after, what does that give the body time to do? Because they're not purging it right away. That's going to give our patients body time to soak in some of the nutrients and vitamins and minerals of that meal. So monitoring the client at least one hour after eating, because remember, they're eating, so we want to monitor them after eating. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Here's my Valentine's Day. It's the last question for you guys. The nurse is evaluating a female adolescent client with bulimia nervosa. Which behavior indicates improvement? Number one, maintaining body mass index within normal limits. Two, self-purging has decreased but still persistent. Three, shares food cravings with others. Four, expresses feelings about body image and coping with stressors. So here we go. We are looking for this. is That's what I said. These are great priority questions for eating disorders? Correct answer is, do we get it? Let's try it. Ah, expressing feelings about body image and coping with stressors. Mm. Clients with bulimia often have hard time expressing concerns and ways of coping, which results to even more preoccupation with food. So the client has improved if she has been able to express her feelings about her body image and coping strategies. She's not hiding, 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 hiding the behaviors or her thoughts. So that was the how to pass NCLEX topic of eating disorders. You guys did good. How'd you do five out of five? Most of you guys literally got these questions right, got every one of them right. I see the comments on the screen doing so well. So this is a topic you can check off uh, for your study calendar. If you are in the V2 or just going through quick facts, you guys got it. All right. So the next part of our program is called this. It is Monday motivation. Push yourself every day. This is what we're going to be thinking about for this week. Don't let up because some of us quit too soon. And this picture, every time I see this picture, sometimes I see it. Have you ever saw this picture before where the person at the top is further away from the goal, but they are persistently going after it. They have the same tool as the person at the bottom, they are moving forward, but look, this person on the bottom, look how close they are. Oh man, this is somebody's testimony right here. You better take hold of it. You are just at the finish line And you just got to pass NCLEX and you hit a diamond mine. But, oh, how many people have gotten all the way to their blessing and turned their back on it because they got tired. A lot of things. They got tired. They said they didn't have the money to invest in it anymore. They heard a discouraging word they figured i'll make more money doing something else when the diamond mind is right there and even though and this is the sad thing about it the man still got the tools to keep going and he's taking the tools and not even using them my 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 how many of you guys got this book and don't ever read it is sitting on a shelf somewhere. You bought V2 Black Friday. Ain't been in it two days. You're smart enough to pass NCLEX and you refuse to take it again because it's hard. Have all the tools you need to pass NCLEX. Have everything you need to succeed and and won't do it. Can't speak a word over yourself of positivity, discouraged. Every Monday you come here to be motivated to do what you said you wanted to do. Nobody forced you to go to nursing school or to be a nurse. You wanted it. You said you wanted it. So I'm encouraging you today, don't get to the doggone finish line all right and walk away from it because i guarantee you somebody is coming up after you that wants it they want what you have the they they want that nursing license they're going to work hard the thing about it is there's only two groups of people in this world there's the people that represent that first picture that's going after what they want or it's the people on the second row That's not going after what they want. That's hoping that on the way back down, somebody will give them a handout. They're hoping that on the way back down, somebody will tell them a new direction to go in because they have abandoned plan A. Right? And so I'm telling y'all, only have a plan A. I don't have a plan B. I say that all the time. All I got is this one card that I play every day. And that's my nursing license. That's how I eat. That's how my family eats off of my nursing license. I can't I can't drop out of nursing and become a mechanic. I can't do it. Right. I can't do hair. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot cook. Okay, I'm not I can't do it. All I'm doing is being a nurse. That's my life ministry. And so I'm trying to remind you guys today that you don't get there by just talking about it. You got to push yourself every day, push yourself and get into the mentality that, you know, most of the time we don't really know what. And that's the truth. We just don't know the future. Sometimes we don't know what is greater waiting for us in our endless journey. But even if you don't know, don't go back. You can look back. Yes, you can take You can take any time you want to look back over your life and reflect how much further along you really are. But I don't want you to look back and say, I want to go back there. You don't want to go back there. You want to go forward. You want to go forward. And so you got to push yourself every day. Don't get into a comfort zone. Don't be like the man on the bottom row that sees their blessing. You can just reach out and grab it. But then something discourages you and you just give up all the way. Can't give up all the way. All right. So this week we are going to be in, uh, you know what? And the best way you can do that is just speak encouraging word over somebody else, encourage somebody else. And in doing that, you will minister to your own self. So that's the idea for this week. Encourage somebody else and you will be uplifted by that ministry. All right. All right, guys, I'm going to, tell you one more time that the free NCLEX maternity view is coming right upon us is right upon us even at the gate and i saw i saw some of the comments so i'm just gonna i'm just going to mark this as a as a yes with my left hand shout out to the left handed people in the house all right left handed unite but yeah so i'm putting that you guys are coming to this love your content review. We're gonna be Valentine's this year and that's just all to it, all right? We said we were gonna stick together this year. So 2023, we're making it official. The workbook is out. You need to print it before class. You go to RemarNurse.com, you can sign up for it. I will see you guys then. (sighs) So excited about this review, it's taking place February 15th, set your alarms 8 p.m. Eastern time. So wherever you are in the world, calculate that and then set your alarm so you can be here on time. Class is going to start 8 p.m. It's a live class. You may even do some giveaways. I have no idea, but I want you to be there for the content. Everything else is icing on the cake, guys. Thank you so much for watching. This has been another episode of How to Pass InClex slash Monday Motivation. See you guys later. Bye-bye.